Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Parlay is on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to find us on any of those platforms, all you got to do is search Picks and Parlays and also on YouTube for winning free picks. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, at Chelsea Messenger. If you want to drop me a line or a comment, uh, we're getting things going nice and early this morning. Uh, it sounds like everyone is a morning person on the show, except for me, <laughs> judging by uh, the way everybody was talking before the show. Uh, I have not had any coffee yet, so I do apologize if I'm a little chipper, a uh, little less chipper than I usually am. But we've got a great show. We've got plenty of ways to make some money this week, including college basketball and NBA. College basketball, it's time for conference tournaments, and it's been fun. Uh, if you've watched some of these conference tournaments that have already gotten going already, the Belmont-Murray State game, that was a good one. Uh, down to the wire till the very uh, last possession for a trip to the NCAA tournament because for a lot of these teams, that's their only way to get in the tournament. They don't get the at-large bids like the big schools do. Uh, a big upset of San Diego State happened. Utah State, they're going dancing because uh, they won that conference tournament. And that kind of sucks for the teams that are on the bubble. Uh, when teams win that are not supposed to win, that means the bubble teams are in trouble, like my NC State Wolfpack, even though, you know what, I don't think we deserve to be in the tournament anyway. <laughs> Got a great show lined up, college basketball and NBA. NBA, uh, let's talk about the Hornets a little bit. Yeah, not a team that we thought that we'd be talking about, but they're pretty hot right now. Uh, they've been beating some top-notch teams. And they're 6-0 and against the spread in their last six. What a run for the Hornets. Uh, we'll talk about the Hornets-Hawks game, Raptors-Jazz, and I believe one more, uh, Bucks-Nuggets. Bucks are one of those teams that have not been hot, coming off that loss to the Lakers and also a loss to the lowly Suns. It's all coming up on Picks and Parlay. Stick with us after the break, talking college hoops. doing NBA in the first segment. Uh, I misspoke. As I mentioned, not a morning person over here, so it takes a while for these brain cells to get going, especially since I haven't had my basic white girl coffee yet. <laughs> I'll have to go to Starbucks later. Uh, so we're kicking off today's show with some NBA late se season betting tips with Craig Trapp, who has on, is that a bowling shirt or a vest? I can't tell. <laughs> Just a vest today. I'm uh... I'm not a morning person either, although it is 11.15 Eastern Standard Time when we're taping this, so uh, I should be up and, and rolling by now. It's just uh, it's the Monday morning blues this time of year with uh, a huge weekend of March Madness, and you know I think everybody, uh, you kind of have the calm before the storm uh, of this huge week of March Madness coming up. Right. I don't think we should have the Sunday scaries since we talk about sports betting. Like, it's fun, but it's still work, and <laughs> you still have to get yeah. up. Um, but yeah, some of these college basketball terms have been a lot of fun to watch, but NBA, it's been, it's a long season for a lot of these guys. So there's ups and downs. You see the injuries, the load management, I think is the term that they're using. Uh, let's talk about how to bet some of these games towards the end of the year. What are some of the tips you have for people, uh, when we're going, uh, this time of year for NBA? 
Well, this time of year, especially the last few years, more than we've seen in years past, like you said, the, the new word, the new you know catchphrase in the NBA is load management uh, slash injuries. I mean, this time of year, it's just you don't see guys do what Jordan did where he played every game uh, year in, year out. It's just, you know, he would take a very big injury for him not to play. Now guys miss a ton of games. Uh, right now we're in a stretch here where Giannis is going to be out for a few games. And you see uh, the line today um, for that game went from an advanced line of Milwaukee at two, which we were expecting to see uh, um, Denver as favorite. But now the line is uh, six and a half or seven because uh, Giannis is out. So, I mean, you really have to pay attention to these injuries and to load management or even games when, yeah, guys are on minutes restrictions where they're just not going to play. Uh, they're going to use the bench more. So I think this time of year, late season NBA, those are the, the number one and number two things I look at is injury slash load management. And then the, the follow very closely, Chelsea, by scheduling. Uh, Tony T talks about this a lot is, man, these schedules can be crazy because of the, of course, you know, the best teams. They play in the featured games. Uh, so sometimes they might get stuck with a little more travel uh, than other teams because the NBA wants to feature them on, say, a Thursday night, and then they have to travel back home to play on a Friday. So make sure you're paying attention to the schedule. Back-to-backs this time of year, even though they've reduced the number of back-to-backs in the NBA, there's still a ton of them. And, man, there's uh, several teams in the NBA that are just death when it comes to for betters uh, that is concerning. We better clarify that with the coronavirus out now. But that's the the death of a better is is if you don't know your your team that you're betting on is on a back to back. So make sure you pay attention to the NBA schedule. Right. That was something I noticed with the Bucks game that we're doing today is the Bucks have only played three home games since the All-Star break, which I had to triple check because that seemed crazy for a team that's a marquee team, but that has to be tough even for young guys. Oh, that's absolutely a key, Chelsea. When you look at some of these or where they'll play with, with Tony T, I, and I love this angle, where they play the, the dreaded one game back uh, at home and then back on the road. So he basically counts that as a road game because you don't even get to stay in the same city. Um, you know, So you just travel in the night before you play, boom, you're right back out of town. And, and those are very, very tough on teams. So looking at that schedule, um, you know who they played the game before. Obviously, if you if you're the uh, let's just say the Phoenix Suns and you played the Lakers the game before and you played well, and then the next game maybe you play the Hornets, big letdown spot. So it's very important uh, for some of these uh, teams um, to play well against the the best teams in the NBA, but not so good when they play against uh, the lesser of the opponents. I was going to ask, are there any teams you think that that doesn't make as big of a difference? Because as I mentioned, some of these guys are pretty young. Some of these teams are driven by very young superstars uh, like the Grizzlies, even though they went on a stretch where they were doing pretty terrible themselves. But do you think there's any teams where uh, it doesn't have as much of an effect? Well, it's the haves and have nots this time of year. So you have the you know teams that are fighting for playoffs and for spots, uh, you know, there's a lot of teams that are fighting for a home, um, you know, a home game, a home series uh, where they're going to they're going to be the home team versus, you know, if you're the four versus the five, that's a big matchup in the NBA, especially out west. Uh, and then teams that are fighting for that last playoff spot versus, you know, there's what, 10 teams in the NBA. They're basically been out of it for oh, the entire season. Let's just be honest. But so those teams are the teams I worry about those those bottom eight to 10 teams in the NBA that are the doormats of the league this year. 
you know, what are they getting up for? You know, if it's a right. young team, you know, uh, the Hornets would be, it would be a good example, but they're actually a team that's been playing, like you said, lights out basketball, uh, a Hawks team that's been just the opposite where you would expect with Trey Young having his great season the first half that they would have come out after all started been playing well, but it's been just the opposite. The Hawks have been really poor. And then the Hornets, you would expect them to kind of throw in the towel, just put through the motions. Hasn't been the case. Hornets have been really good lately. Six in a row against the spread, like you said. On the opposite end, uh, the Hornets just beat the Rockets. The Rockets have gotten beat by the Knicks as well. What's going on with the Rockets? Because at first it looked like the small ball approach was working. And now, man, they've taken a fall, especially when it comes to betting on them. Well, it's a copycat league in the NBA. So this time of year, you know, it took some some somebody to come up with a system on how we're going to defend, how we're going to attack that small ball of the Houston Rockets. Funny to be that it would be the Knicks that figured it out. Um, you know, I'd, I'd say there was other teams that, had, that did better figuring it out, but I mean that put it all together in one game. And since then, the Houston Rockets, what they've lost, what, four in a row or four or five? So, I mean, Houston has really struggled. So, it's a copycat league. Once people figure you out, you, then you have to make those adjustments. And the best coaches, they're, you know, the Greg Popovich's and the Phil Jackson's of the world, they're the best at making not just in-game adjustments, because that's very important, but, you know, game-to-game adjustments so that, hey, we're going to attack things differently so teams can't be so uh, prepared for us. And, you know, Mark D'Antonio is not really known for that style of coaching, so I don't know what's going to happen here in Houston. But right now, it does not look very good. Houston is definitely headed in the wrong direction. And this time of year, momentum is a big thing. I mean, we mm-hmm. see it in college basketball, of course, March Madness, but March is also a big momentum month in the NBA. And that's not something you can avoid. I don't run to the window when I see 6-0 and against the spread, but I definitely it definitely catches my eye. And, and I'd rather be on the team that's 6-0 and versus the team that's 0-6. Right. Uh, I'm sure for the Rockets, it's not helping that James Harden is getting quadruple doubles as somebody was roasting him for it, uh, where he gets a a triple double, but also 10 turnovers. So this time of year, some of these guys are playing sloppy. I don't know if it's just fatigue, if it's just they stopped caring, because that in the NBA, it seems like apathy is another thing. Some of these superstars don't seem to care on some nights. Well, I mean, the last few years, what's been the problem for the Houston Rockets? It's been the uh, late season um, and early playoff uh, losses where the the load management, Harden could use some load management of all the teams that could use one, and they do not uh, employ that strategy where he handles the ball so much throughout the year, it almost looks like he's hit hit a wall. You usually see that in rookies, uh, but it's definitely looking like that for this Houston Rockets team that's playing in that small ball um, style right now. And I, you know, they're so committed to it. There's nothing they can do about it this season. except just hope that, you know, James Harden and, and Westbrook and them kind of start getting out of their little funk and start winning. But you know, the other thing right now, I would say that you need to be watching is line movement because when you do see these big trends and you see the line come out at, you know, say, you know, uh, tonight, the Denver Nuggets was the advance line was minus three. Then you see that the line come out at minus seven, that should make you, um, take notice you know what is going on obviously injuries that's what Giannis that's in the Bucks did not play well without Giannis uh, just recently so that has a lot to do with it so you know take hold don't go crazy in on it because there's obviously a reason for the line movement don't just uh, fall for the trick and also with the line movement when the totals right now in the NBA these totals for the overs are crazy so make sure you're watching 
the line movement. All right, we've got to wrap it up. That is our segment. We're back after the break on Picks and Parlays. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You know the whole spiel because I do it every time, but you know, it's the info we got to get out there. I'm the host for today's show. I am Chelsea Messenger, and you can find me on Twitter at Chelsea Messenger is my handle. Uh, it's that time of year. College basketball conference tournaments are ramping up and of course we're going to talk about them because they're fun to watch and also very fun to bet on sean higgs is joining us where he hopefully has not contracted the coronavirus sean uh <laughs> have you been coughing at all not no not really a couple weeks ago i had to cough but it could have been corona who the heck knows you know you go down a i was in ac for the super bowl we had the fan cave and uh you never know you got visitors from all over so i could have the coronavirus but you know i'm a healthy you know, I'm in my 40s. I'm not I'm not high risk, so I feel good. <laughs> for now. For now, Sean. <laughs> Please. That's a bunch of crap, man. It's a flu. It's a come on, people. I went to ShopRite this morning and and I was just I had to get regular like cleaning supplies for myself. So I washed the floor. Dude, there's no sprays, no nothing. There's no baby wipes. I'm like, what the heck is going on in this place? <laughs> Like, I just don't understand why people were cleaning beforehand. Like, were people exactly. not? <laughs> like, you don't. I mean, all right. I I usually try to keep like two underneath, you know, all at all times. You know, I wash the floors every week. You know, I mean, you can run through it. But how do you just? I don't know exactly. How don't you have cleaning supplies in your house or food for that matter? There's like no canned goods left. I, I, you know, yeah, I get a kick. I, I mean, you're in Nashville. In the Northeast, sometimes we get, you know, we get snow up here sometimes. Oh my God, it's going to snow. It's a nor'easter. And you'd go to the store and everything's on. There's nothing in the freezer section. There's no bread. Like, people, what? It, it's, it's, it's six, seven, eight inches of snow. It'll be, what are you doing? It's a day. A day right. in the house. You really you'll, need you'll three loaves right. of bread. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I, I don't, I don't get understand it, but. People. But on to less grim things. So if we survive the weekend, uh, we'll have some college basketball to bet on. Uh, Let's start with the West Coast Conference. Uh, San Francisco, Gonzaga. Gonzaga, of course, still fighting for that number one seed out West, especially since San Diego State lost. So they will have a chance to get it in the tournament. Uh, Right now, I have Gonzaga as minus 12.5 point favorites. Total is 151.5. San Francisco coming off that win over Pacific. I watched that game. It was actually... All right, at times, uh, not much else to do on the weekends when you have a baby, I guess. <laughs> but uh, San Francisco, twenty-two and eleven on the year, two and zero against the spread at neutral sites. So, what do we have on this matchup? Yes, yeah, this is interesting because you got you know San Fran in off those two games. You know, they beat Marymount by twenty-nine, and they were like seven to twenty-five from three. And you're like, yikes! I, you know, and you still win that game by thirty points. It's crazy. Um, I don't think, though, here's the thing, 31% shooting for Pacific, and then the same with, like, Loyola Marymount. Are you going to slow down Gonzaga like that? That's not happening. And as I mentioned, they, now the one seed before was like, ah, who's going to get the one seed? Them or the Aztecs? Clearly, Aztecs are going to go out east as number two seed now. So it's there for Gonzaga to lose. Even if they lose in the next round, I still seem to get the one seed. But I'm not about the points here. It's you know it's 13. It came down a point. I, I'm leaning towards taking a point to a Pepperdine. Uh, excuse me, uh, San Francisco. They played them tough 
in San Fran. It's and it's tough to go against Gonzaga. I know they're a great team. I mean, twenty nine and two is all you need to know. But uh, I'm I'm going to take the points. I just feel that Pepperdine's playing well. Well, I, uh, I keep saying Pepperdine. I don't know why I'm I said Pepperdine. <laughs> I keep because you said you watched that game. That's why it keeps in my head. Um, you know, a lot of extra time with this uh, Gonzaga team being off. They've been off for what, almost like a week and a half. That's a lot of rest. So right. I don't know. Maybe they come out a little choppy. It's still a neutral court for him. It's not a home game. It's a bunch of points. I'm going to dog it up here. It's that time of year. I'll take the dog here. And my luck, it's going to end on 15. I'll lose by a bucket. But I'm still taking the underdog here with uh, the Dons. Let's go San Fran. Uh, as you mentioned, Gonzaga coming off that bye. And sometimes I wonder if that's even a good thing for some of these teams because uh, San Francisco, they've won five in a row. And sometimes that momentum is very helpful as opposed to, you know, exactly. just sitting – uh, and watching these other teams play. Uh, let's talk about that last meeting. It was on February 20th, uh, 71-54, a win for Gonzaga. But San Francisco led at halftime. So Gonzaga got really hot in the second half. Uh, so I'm wondering if maybe even a first-half bet on San Francisco, at least to cover that. You like it? Well, yeah. I mean, look, we saw in the Mount West where the Aztecs came out slow against um, their teams against Air Force or whatever. And here's the same kind of uh, situation. You mentioned them at home coming out slow against San Fran. And the other game, it was 83-79 in San Fran. So obviously they got some kind of defense going, even if it collapses as the talent level separates, as you know, you get on that timeline, starts going like this, you say, hey, one team's better than the next, and the talent's going to prevail. So, again, first half, let's go for it. Because, again, for a team like San Fran, you're playing in a spot where, hey, Let's get our uh, – I think there's a herd of elephants just ran into my house here. Oh, excuse me if it's getting loud. My wife and her friends just stormed in. Um, so here you get you got uh, – <laughs> the, the way San Fran's been playing, as you said, the momentum is there for them. So I think it's a good spot, especially first half. Let's take it. We get six, uh, maybe seven points if we're lucky here, depending on how the line goes. People probably bet on Gonzaga. They're the bigger name, so we'll get a better number. Right, and one more note on that game before we move on. Holy hot over. Gonzaga has hit the over 12 of their last 13. So if you do like that 151.5, maybe worth looking at. Uh, let's move on to another West Coast game, St. Mary's That's BYU. It. I have BYU at minus four, total 145.5. Uh, uh, St. Mary's is the three seed, BYU the two seed. They've had a bye week, uh, so they're coming off some rest. St. Mary's is coming off a win over Pepperdine, your favorite team. They've hit the over in six of their last seven. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know why that was in my head the entire time. I don't <laughs> know. Thinking, like, Peppermint patties, I don't even know. <laughs> well, you probably did research for this game and you saw Pepperdine. Uh, St. Mary's just, only three losses in their last ten, two of those to a very good Gonzaga team and one to BYU. So what are some initial thoughts on this one? You know, I was digging on this BYU team. I'm like, you know, you hear about how efficient they are in their top uh, 10. Actually, I think they're 12 in the in the Kempom rings. This is a really kind of under-the-radar team. And I'm looking at, you know, the matchups. They played two close games already this year. I'm not as high on Marys as everybody else is. And I've actually heard that maybe Marys isn't even in the tournament, which is I, – I, I feel bad for the WCC. Because you, you can only play who's in front of you. And – you're going to win 25, 26 games and not get into the NCAA tournament. That's terrible. But I, I like BYU here. I'm going to lay them. It's come down to four 
which worries me a little bit. Um, but I'm looking at this team. This child's his anything but a child. Twenty two and nine. The guy's a beast. Fifty eight percent field goal percentage. I, I was going through these the shooters for the team. Everybody on his team is like 49 percent. It's insane. Every right down the line, six seven guys. Everybody could shoot on this team. So I'm going to lay the points here. It's four. But the way BYU's playing, I mean, they, let's be honest. They knocked off Gonzaga at home. It was you know right out of the gate. I'll go BYU. We're taking the Mormons here. I, 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 there's not. I just like the team the way they've been playing. Sometimes you just gotta say, you know what? Forget everything you see, and you know, trust trust the game there. And BYU's just been playing very well lately. So I'm gonna lay the number. I don't like it that's dropped on us, but it's better for us. You know, better for. I'll take it. Whatever. Might be the low hanging fruit we're grabbing, but I'm going BYU here. And I won't be shocked if they win against Gonzaga. That's that's the way they've been playing. So BYU. Right. Uh, despite coming off that bye week, they do ride a lot of momentum. A nine-game win streak, including a 91-78 win over Gonzaga as an eight-point dog, yeah. scoring 91 points against Gonzaga. Uh, even if Gonzaga doesn't play, you know, the greatest of defense sometimes, 91 points is still a lot in college basketball. So exactly. pretty impressive. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I was looking at these teams, 48% from three, 49% field goal, 50% three, uh, 62% field goal percentages. I mean, like, even the guys coming in for 16 minutes, they're hitting all their shots. It's uh, – and, hello, it's March. You'd think, you know, this isn't like after six games. This is after 30 games. So I, I don't right. think this, the hot shooting is going to cool anytime soon. Uh, any other games or tournaments you're looking at? Well, I got two games up. You mentioned, you know, people bypassed last week. I went 18-9-1. That's 64% my little small conferences. I got two games up tonight in the Mac and Horizon. But uh, Oral, I like this Oral Roberts team tonight. They're the four seed. It's basically a pick them. They're getting one from the from the one seed. I'm grabbing a 105. I, I like their uh, their lineup. They're, uh, listen, it's a five- and six-man team, but let's go Oral Roberts tonight. That's your freebie right here on the show. It's Oral Roberts. That was almost a premium play for me, so. Take Oral. Who are they playing? Do you know? Uh, North Dak State, North Dakota State. North Dak State? I don't think I've ever heard North, them called that. North Dakota. That's a, well, I put no, no Dak no State on a piece of paper. I'm not writing that. I did a lot of writing when I I'm, – I'm, I'm an old-school paper guy. I write it up. That's too oh, much Dakota man. to write that out. No Dak State. That's like – Forget it. I think somebody the, that's from San Francisco said they hate it when people call them San Fran. But it's such an easy abbreviation. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. SF, San Fran. What, San Fran. What, what's I, the problem? Well, on it's their like uniforms. LA. Is that a problem? Right. On their uniforms, <laughs> I think it's USF, which is also, you know, University of South Florida. So it's just a little confusing some of these times, especially yeah. when the smaller say, schools. <sighs> and say they've been playing. Right. What a mascot. I kind of like that. What is a Don? <laughs> I don't know. Is that like a priest or something? I don't know what it is. Is it? I thought it was. I, don't know. I thought it was a. It's not something it in the Catholic market, school. is it? Oh, yeah. The Don? Don's like the head of the Don family. <laughs> Don Mattingly. Maybe they're, maybe they're big Don Mattingly fans. They're big fans of his mustache back in 85. I don't know. I, I, that's I, something. Tony, that... yeah, you don't even know who Don Mattingly is. Yeah, that's who. I'm like, what? No, uh, I know who Don Mattingly Don... is. <laughs> I know baseball. Okay, Karen. <laughs> Okay, Karen. All right, on that note, you're cut off. We're on to the next segment. Hopefully I won't get called Karen when we talk NBA with Tony P. John, bye. We'll see you next week. Later. See ya.
Podcast Network, also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. I'm on Twitter, at Chelsea Messenger. If you want to drop me a line, a comment, or some feedback, uh, right now on the show, we've already done college basketball, so now it's time for NBA. The season is already in full force, already past the halfway point. We know what some of these teams have, what teams, you know, aren't really cutting it. And we've got Tony T to talk a little NBA. Hello, Tony. Hey, Chelsea. How are you doing? Yeah, a lot of things going on in the NBA. We just saw Kenny Axton let go over the weekend for the Nets, a team that uh, looks like they will be making the playoffs. But, you know, in this league today, it's all about being a player's coach. Uh, I think back to 2011 when you know, the, one, of the, one of the most hard-nosed coaches, Jerry Sloan, had a run-in with the star player, uh, you know, uh, Darren Williams. And, of course, they, they, the, the team saw Darren Williams' side, and that was the end of, of, of it. It made, made the NBA change forever, where you can't really be that controlling coach. They tried it with Cleveland, with, with Beeline. That didn't work. I think uh, star players, I think they just want support more than hard-nosed coaching and being told what to do and being questioned for decision-making. I think uh, we've seen that. I, I can't, really can't trust, especially some of these seasoned pros, uh, they just want support, I think, nowadays. And it even goes sometimes further than that. We've seen what LeBron has done with some of his teams. The New Orleans Pelicans are just all the people that he traded away from L.A., it seems like. <laughs> yeah, it even dips their control, even dips into the general manager's seat. And now these players are so valuable. And they know how valuable they are to the team, especially these players under max contracts. It's probably almost an unwritten rule now. When you sign a max contract, well, you have a lot of say in a lot of the decision-making, draft picks, trades, you know, even coaching changes, maybe even coaching suggestions when they approach the, the player. Are you comfortable play, uh, playing under, under, under this coach? Do we need to make a change? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure some of those, uh, that's uh, been conversed amongst uh, uh, management and, and these max players, max contract players. Right. If you're paying them that much money, then they probably do deserve a say uh, because they're going to be there for a while. And they're, they're your highest paid player and your highest paid almost executive on the team. But uh, let's get back to our daily betting. Let's start with a team that, you know, it's probably not the superstar central, especially, especially <laughs> since Kimba left. The Hornets. But the Hornets are 6-0 and against the spread in their last six. Holy heater. Uh, against the Hawks uh, tonight, they're minus four and a half. Or the Hawks are minus four and a half. They're favored in this one at home. Total is 225. So do we like the hot team or do we like the home team in this one? Yeah, I got to roll with the hot team. I want to take the points here with Charlotte. You know, they've been competitive, as uh, you mentioned. Uh, they, they've covered six straight. But more importantly, look at their injury report. They're pretty healthy. You know, in recent road games, we saw that the uh, Hornets come away with wins against bad teams and the Bulls and Timberwolves. And Atlanta, they're the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Don't forget about that. People like to hype up this Atlanta team. Yeah, they do make covers, but mostly because they go over the total. They've made money for better. So sometimes they, 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 they uh, exaggerate too much about the, the teams like Atlanta Hawks. They are a bad team. Though. Don't forget that. They're the worst team in the East. <laughs> and being worst in the East means you're the worst in the NBA. <laughs> you know, but... Uh, you know, one thing with the Hornets is they've shot the ball better. When you look over their numbers, past five games, 38% from three. Their defense has been good, holding opponents to 43% shooting, 28% from three. And that tells me they're about five games out of the playoff spot right now. That tells me this team is ready for a charge. But be careful. If they hit another losing streak, they may just, you know, throw in the towel. So you just got to be careful with this Hornets team. Just take them game by game right now because, again, they are still an arm's reach away from the playoffs. But if they hit a, hit a losing streak, it could be the end of their momentum. But we look at the Hawks' side, well, they've lost and failed to cover three straight. Worse, uh, they're, they're actually, their form is poor right now. 
Uh, then, then the Hornets, of course, their defense is bad. It hasn't been good throughout the season. Uh, you know, they're giving a 48% shooting, nearly 40% from three over their past uh, uh, five games. When you look at their injury report, Chelsea, they're dealing with a lot of several injuries to the rotation in support of Trey Young. Young is healthy, but a lot of his supporting cast isn't. So I would look with taking the points here with Charlotte. Right. As you mentioned, the Hornets aren't just beating bad teams. They're beating good teams. Uh, they beat the Raptors. And they beat the Rockets after jumping out to a 20 to nothing lead uh, <laughs> against the Rockets. What, what a start to that game. And they also held the Bucks to 93 points, which that jumped out to me. I'm not sure if there was something else going on that I didn't see. But, yeah, they're playing good basketball right now, just at least looking at the box scores. Yeah, look at the box score. It is it's very important, too, looking at the injury report where you don't see uh, any injuries there. So that's a, that's a big plus this time of the year where teams are getting hit with some really brutal scheduling spots. But uh, no, Charlotte is doing their own. As I said, it does help that they are in playoff contention. So when you're a streaking team like that, you've got something to shoot for. Uh, I, I would, that's something else that I want to look at here with the Hornets. Atlanta, a lottery team, last place in the East, probably looking at a first pick of the draft. So uh, you may see a little bit of rotational changes here. Uh, hoping that they, they better their chances for, 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 for obviously they're going to get a lottery pick, but to increase their, 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 their chances there with these uh, ping pong balls. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, would look, I would definitely take the points here. All right, moving on to the Raptors and the Jazz. The Jazz favor in this one, minus four. Total is 225. Raptors 44 and 18 on the year, 34 and 28 against the spread. Jazz 41 and 22, 29, 32 and two against the number. The Raptors have been a good road team, uh, 21 and nine uh, on the season away, but just 15 and 15 against the number away. So who do we like? Uh, do we like the Raptors, the Jazz or the total? Yeah, I'm going to lean here with the Raptors taking the points. I see it four and a half creeped up here. I know they're on a back to back, but more importantly, Marcus Sowell is expected to return to the lineup. He's been sidelined. He's been bothered by a going injury throughout the season. But when you look at them, they've won three straight on this trip. They've covered 13 of 16 against Utah. So they had really good success against the Jazz. They've also covered six times in a row in Utah. And one thing about the Jazz, when you look at their, at their results, uh, what they've done here is uh, they have struggled against, te- against elite teams. I'm talking about teams with a 60% win percentage or greater. They failed to cover seven of their past eight there. And, of course, overall, Utah's failed to cover four straight at home. And the issue with them has just been the defense. The defense has been really inconsistent, especially against elite teams. And, of course, the Raptors, they've defended well on the road. You look at over – one thing to note here, we talked about the Jazz. Their four of their past five wins have come against some bad teams. Wizards, Cavs, Knicks, and Pistons. The other win came against an injury-riddled Boston Celtics team who they've been injured themselves. So I'm going to go ahead and take the four. You can actually find four and a half now with the Toronto Raptors in this one. Hmm. All right, uh, let's go on to a number that I know has moved since I copied it down. The Bucks and the Nuggets. I have the Nuggets at minus two, but I know this has probably moved since uh, Giannis is out uh, with a knee injury. Do you know the number on this one that's more up-to-date? Yeah, the up-to-date number is five and a half. And it was known yesterday that Giannis wasn't going to play. So uh, I guess people have just uh, started to get on board here with the Den- with this Denver team. And probably a fade more on the on the on the uh, Bucks, which we talked about here for some time with this Milwaukee Buck team, is they were going to hit a really tough scheduling spot. And, mm-hmm. you know, Chelsea, it's, it's coming down to now. I mean, we talk, we, we joke about load management. And uh, now we've got Giannis with this knee injury. And I think what's going to happen now, I think it's just going to make a case for load management. When you see the Bucks going through the most difficult scheduling spot of any team right now, and you got an injury to a star, people are going to start questioning, why didn't you saw, you saw this schedule? Why didn't just reduce his minutes? Why wasn't he playing? 
stuff like that. And I think you're going to start seeing changes now in the NBA whenever you get a star player injured and they're in a difficult and they've gone through a really difficult scheduling stretch. Right. I almost wouldn't blame them because I had to triple check this, but the Bucks have only played three home games since the All-Star break, which if you don't remember is around Valentine's Day. That's crazy, right? Yeah, that's crazy. We talked about that on our Thursday, on our Thursday show for Friday when, uh, when they played the Lakers. Uh, they, had, they, played all, they played three games, but the most important thing, all three of those games have been one-game homestands which, as, I, as Craig said in the open, you got to count those as road games because, it, you know, it, you come in and you fly out. And uh, when you look at the Bucks, they are playing their 11th game in 11 different locations. That is real tough on the team. And uh, you're talking right. about shooting as a rhythm. It takes, it takes your body out of whack. You're, you're, you know, you played at the big-time program as a big-time athlete, so you understand the rigors here. Just think about having to, <laughs> having to play 11 different locations in that short period of time. It's tough on these teams. And you saw it last night in their loss to, to the uh, Phoenix Suns, getting pounded 140 to 131. Uh, I, I could only lean here with Denver laying the five and a half. Uh, I was, it was going to be a big play for me at minus two. Obviously, the line move uh, keeps, keeps me away from betting the game, but uh, I would still lean on the Denver side. And, you know, Denver does have a day of rest. Uh, they're coming home here. And, of course, they're battling the Clippers. For, now, one thing to note, too, is when you've got to look at some of these uh, playoff races here, I think the most important races right now are the four and five seeds and the two and three in the West because the Clippers and Nuggets separate themselves only by one game. So, uh, you know, there's a chance that they could meet in the Western Conference semis. And, of course, if you're dead where you want that home court advantage, you want to play it in mile, in mile high. Right. Even though the Nuggets have not been especially good against the number, they're one and four against the spread, coming off a loss to the Cavs. So are you taking the Nuggets here? Because you like the Nuggets, or because you're fading the Bucks? It's more of a fade on the Bucks right now. Yeah, remember, it's, they're not only are they hit with this difficult scheduling travel, but they're also playing back-to-back third game in four nights. Uh, and one thing to note here is the Nuggets at least are in a better shooting form. The, the one positive with Denver is they're probably going to want to run in this game, and uh, they're shooting. And when you look at the past five games, they are making 50. percent I just don't believe that Milwaukee is going to be able to shoot at a high percentage here in this spot, especially if Nuggets come in with a fast pace, which I would do if they, if I was in their shoes, because they have the day of rest. And of course, uh, the Bucks traveling situation. And one thing to note here: if Milwaukee gets down big, I don't see a comeback in them. I mean, that, these, these are the these are situations here where you know your head coach, you just saw Giannis go down. There's going to be heat on you. You, you know what the pregame press conference is going to be like. You know. This, this road stretch, are you going to limit minutes? That's going to be in his head. I wouldn't be surprised if Milwaukee gets behind and he, start, and he, benches, he benches a lot of his uh, first-line players and it's nothing but the, but the backups here uh, late third quarter and most of the fourth quarter. So here's a question I have for you. After this, the Bucks play seven of their next eight at home. After this terrible stretch that we've talked about where they're on the road doing these one-game home stands, do you think it's time to get back on the Bucks train or does it matter or, or does it just depend on their opponent? Yeah, a little bit of both here. That first game back is always a stay away for me when the team comes home for the first game. And then I, after that, I would look at how much, how much time they have after that game. Usually they give you a day off, maybe two. If they get two days of rest, I'll look for some rest angles where they have at least two days off uh, in, at, at home. Those, those are angles I like to play with home teams when they're at home for a while. But again, it does matter too with the opponent. What do they have to play for? Obviously, uh, Bucks have something to play for if they want home court advantage throughout the playoffs. Of course, the Lakers are, are pushing them for that. So that's something to keep an eye on. Of course, as we get into uh, mid-March, uh, some of these winning teams 
Uh, you got to wonder what their motivation is. You know, like the Lakers have built up a lead in the West now with that win against the Clippers. Are they really in it to win, to be just to win the West, or are they? Do they want to uh, have home court for the entire playoffs? That means beating, getting ahead of Milwaukee. So there's some little races there to keep an eye on, and that will factor into motivation. But more importantly, you got to look now. Start looking at minutes distribution as we get close to the playoffs. You may start to see some of the head coaches pull some minutes away from some of their frontline players and get them ready for the playoffs. Right. Uh, I know you're on the West Coast. Big uh, are very knowledgeable, at least on the Lakers. Lakers, I think, are the the favorites now to win it all. Fair or foul? Well, yeah, I'm still on the foul side. I mean, the thing, the Clippers had a bad shooting performance in that game. LeBron, you got to show it to me more than one game. Okay, so far the Clippers have a 2-1 lead on you. <laughs> this were a best of seven, so you got to show it to me that you can beat them in four. So I'm still, on, I'm still on the Clippers' side here when it comes down to the head-to-head with the Lakers. I know the public's different because they believe in LeBron, but don't forget, LeBron's uh, what, what, pushing for it. He's, he's 35 years old, right? He's, he's getting up there in age, and I, I'm not a big fan. Don't forget Avery Bradley had a big game. You're gonna, again, the, the Lakers are going to need a lot of support from, from, the, from, their, from, their, uh, from the cast there. I don't know if they have it right now. Uh, to compete to defeat the Clippers in a seven-game series, I would still be on the side of the Clippers, especially with the Clippers. Have remember, they're not if, when, if they play each other in, in the um, Western Conference Finals. There's no travel involved, right? There's no travel for either team. Right. But I think that might help the that might help the Clippers even more because of their depth. All right, we've got to wrap it up. That's our NBA segment. Thank you, Tony T. We're back after the break on picks and parlays. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, all of your favorite social media sites. And we also have a website if you want to go there, picksandparlays.net, for all of your sports handicapping and betting needs. Right now, we're getting to the part in the show where we recap all of today's picks in case you weren't listening, in case you weren't paying attention. We got you covered. Uh, if you want to grab a pen, Starting with college basketball picks, Sean Higgs gave us a couple West Coast Conference plays. Uh, San Francisco, Gonzaga taking San Francisco, the Dons, at plus 12.5. St. Mary's, BYU, he likes BYU at minus 4. And then moving on to Tony T's NBA picks, Hornets-Hawks. He likes the Hornets plus 4 because the Hornets are on an absolute tear when it comes to against the spread. Hornets 6-0 and in their last six against the number. Raptors Jazz taking the Raptors plus four. And then finally, Bucks Nuggets taking the Nuggets minus five and a hook because the Bucks have been on an absolute rigorous, rigorous schedule as of late. Only three home games since the All-Star break. So yeah, they're a little tired. And plus, they're coming off a loss to the Lowly Suns. And of course, that loss to the Lakers uh, earlier in the week. That's our picks. And that's our show. Uh, thanks for tuning in. As I mentioned, there's plenty of stuff to talk about this time of year with college basketball. The tournament is right around the corner. And so it's a good time to brush up on your knowledge of all of these teams. And plus, you can win some money every day. Uh, it's always a great day to win some money. And we're here to help you do it. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for our show. Again, picksandparlays.net. For any other questions you have, we're here every weekday on Picks and Parlays. Until next time, thanks for watching.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.